0: While digital marketing is a matured ecosystem with proven strategies and providers, and there are many businesses who have already tapped into the power of digital marketing, digital selling is the new term and skill that we are still trying to wrap our head around. It is still evolving and after the COVID pandemic, businesses across the world are forced to adopt digital or virtual selling. As a small business owner, you shouldn't be overlooking this sales transformation that is making waves. And to help you out, I have one of the top sales leaders, Priya Sajde, who is the Chief Customer Officer at Wind sharing some valuable tips on how you can make yourself digital selling savvy. But before I bring Priya on, remember to follow this podcast so that you never miss out on such valuable episodes that we are bringing for you. And please do us a favor by leaving a 5-star review on Apple iTunes. When you leave a review, it helps this podcast reach more women entrepreneurs just like yourself to help them sell more and earn more. So do some good karma today, okay? So now, without any delay, let's bring Priya onto the mic. Hello Priya, welcome to Ace the Sales Podcast. Hey Roshni, thanks for having me here. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and what has been your story of landing into a sales career? Uh,
1: well, um, it's a default option that I picked, I guess. Um, I was still studying and um, I got a job offer for being in sales. I didn't know what it meant. This was way back, still talking about electronic typewriters. That tells you how <laughs> old I am and how long.
0: Good that you gave that reference <laughs> people, because people cannot see you. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so um, that was, what, 32 years ago, maybe now. And um, I I thought I'll do it. Anything that gives me money is a good thing to do. And um, it's all been uh, learning by failure, mostly, because you know how sales is, right? Even if you're the best salesperson, your conversion ratio is going to be anywhere between 15 to 20%. Which means you will fail eighty to eighty-five percent of the times, and I have done that for thirty-two years. So that's what my career's been all about.
0: <laughs> my goodness, so that—that's what we call made of iron. <laughs> Handling so many rejections and eighty uh, percent failure rate is too much. But uh, the twenty percent success uh, keeps you going. Absolutely. And uh, it
1: energizes you for the next 80% failures. I think sales is the only function where we allow for such high errors, right?
0: Right. Because
1: in any other function, be it accounting, be it production, be it in operations, you're talking about Six Sigma and you're talking about 99.99% accuracy in what we do. And then we move to sales and very often I've had sales leaders who say this, that, you know, nobody believes my dashboards and I'm like, it's not your problem. It's just the way sales is, right? Because a lot of it is crystal ball gazing and, you know, you'd create forecast at the beginning of the year. And in the world that we are in today, uh, you have one new Omicron case
0: come up, and you're a So, those are realities we've learned to live in. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Interesting. Thanks for uh, giving such a clear, crystal clear picture on what sales actually is. So, anyone entering into it, please be worried. <laughs> So Priya, uh, today I am here discussing with you a very interesting topic, which actually the world is moving towards, uh, considering again, uh, which you mentioned earlier, uh, the COVID scenario. So uh, today, digital selling is more important than ever. But uh, before we deep dive into it, Please give us a little bit understanding about what it actually is for those who are like living under the rock still. (laughs) Please tell us what is digital selling, its nuances and how is it different from traditional ways of selling?
1: Yeah. And so this is the thing that I don't think COVID has pushed us to digital selling. We were already doing digital selling, right? So um, for many, many years, we've been using digital as one form of communication. It was not the only form of communication, but it has been one form of communication. Anybody who's been selling beyond their region and territory from a geography perspective or anybody who's been working um, across time zones uh, know that they've already been using some of these tools more than ever before, right? And just that COVID gave it a very strong tailwind. It gave you no option. So earlier, if either, you know, even making a phone call is digital selling. You're using a platform to connect with people we were already using google meet we were already using teams so the platforms were already there it's just that um and like we were talking earlier right more in our smaller setups and our businesses where our marketing strategy or our go-to market is being very individual led or very personal led right it's word of mouth or it's Uh, I have to meet with people. I will land up at somebody's doorstep and say, hey, I was in the neighborhood. Can we catch up for coffee? That kind of scenarios went away in the COVID world because you couldn't do that anymore. And I think that's why people have started to talk about digital selling more. But I think any time where you do not have the ability to sit across the table in person with someone, you are digital selling, right? It could be using LinkedIn or any other platform. It could be uh, over a phone call. It could be sending a text message, WhatsApp message, sending an email uh, or doing any of these meeting platform meetings. It's so, all part so of it what... Was
0: predominant. It's like uh, what we were already doing, but uh, now... Uh, it. It is not an option not to sell digitally. Absolutely. But uh, Absolutely. but this is, again, like you mentioned earlier, it's a mindset thing. For initially, uh, or honestly telling, initially for myself also, I thought that I am very good talking to people in person because uh, the verbal cues, non-verbal cues, body language and everything, I'm able to convince people when I'm right in front of them. And it would be so hard for me to like talk to them through a virtual interface. Okay, normal conversation is fine, but sales conversation, it will be difficult. So that's a mindset, not only me, many people have. And that's why I feel there are predominantly three aspects to this entire conversation of a digital selling. One is to make yourself comfortable with this new environment in a sales situation. So you're not talking to people only uh, just for a friendly chat, but it's a sales conversation. Secondly, how your buyer or the potential client is comfortable in this new uh, setup and thirdly developing that trust factor. So what are your uh, best practices for this scenario and what are your tips in this area?
1: Yeah so I think let's let's take all of them you know one by one. I think the first thing you have to start with is the self, right I I know a lot of people who are scared of being on video, right? So I think there it's a mindset thing. And I say this to all the sellers I work with to say, but you go for sales meeting, right? People see you, you dress up, you show up. We've done that for years. If you've been in sales, forget sales. If you've been in any customer interface role, you have been already doing this. Video is no different. You just have to dress up and show up it's the same thing but people feel and i think it comes from the legacy of these platforms right you would see a perfect least set up bollywood movie on a screen right so you think that i have to look glamorous or i have to be as perfect as that hero or heroine in a movie because i'm used to seeing those on a screen but being human itself is a good thing, right? Being authentic, being human. And it's okay if my hair is not looking as pretty as I would want it to today. But, you know, even when I went for client meetings, it was the same thing. Some days, I wasn't as well dressed up as I would have liked it to be. Some days, my hair was dirty. Some days, my uh, cold got the better of me and I was blowing my nose sitting across from people and all of that would happen and now bring that all to the virtual environment it's the same thing it's really exactly the same thing so I think the first thing we have to kind of get this in our heads that this is no different you are still meeting with people put your camera on. I say this to people all the while, put your camera on because if you put it on, it puts pressure on your prospect or your customer or your buyer to put the camera on, right? Because if they can see you, they feel like I owe it to you that you should be able to see me as well, right? So I think the first thing is that getting that out of our mind that you don't have to look perfect. I know it's a digital screen, But this is not a Bollywood movie running. We are real people. This is our reality. The dog's going to bark. The bell's going to ring. The kids are going to cry. That's our environment we are living in. And we'd apologize when it happens rather than hiding behind it um, because we're not comfortable with it. So I think that's the first thing. The second thing is about, you know, prospects, May not be comfortable because you don't announce it to them in terms of how you're going to engage with them. So the thing is now imagine if you're if you're in a room with someone and that person is not looking at you, do you put your hand out and shove it in their face to shake hands? No, you don't. You call them out, right? I would say, "Hey, Roshni, and then you'd turn around, look at me, and then I would greet you, right? The same thing in digital, right? Now, you could be doing something else. You weren't prepared for the meeting. If I want you to come on to camera, if I want you to respond to a WhatsApp message, if I want you to take a call, the only thing you need to do is announce it before. Tell them what to expect. If you want them on a virtual call, tell them what they should expect on the call. If you're sending them even a LinkedIn message, tell them why do you want to reach out to them? I think uh, one thing that we really need to get better at is being able to articulate that acknowledgement, their objective of why are we reaching out to you? Because there is so much noise. There is so much of digital noise. I don't know how many emails and messages do you get every day, but if I were to count the cumulative digital messages I receive in a day, there will be more than 200 messages for sure. I'm not going to give all of them the same priority. So if you want me to give you attention, tell me you're important. And I think this is where the challenge is because a lot of businesses, a lot of people never created a value statement to reach out, right? oh, I was in your neighborhood. I thought we could catch up for a cup of tea. Is that a value statement? Of course not. But you got away from it because you were literally standing at the doorstep when you said that to them. And people are generally nice people. They're not going to shoo you away. Like most of them won't, some would. Um, So now in this environment, Uh, you can't get unannounced because people's calendars are busy you have to schedule a time so you have to announce which means before you do the outreach take a pause think about why is this important not for me but for them what would they benefit from having this conversation with me what would they miss out if they didn't have this meeting with me today And if you can't answer that question, give yourself a little more time because you don't even have the right to have that time with someone if you're not bringing any value to them, right? And I think that's that's the second thing. Um, And the final one that you said, trust, right? I think this is where the trust comes from, being authentic, being real, telling them why you're reaching out, what's the value you bring. People like to work with people they like you try and look for commonalities you like to see and this is how how our brain works right we are always looking for a reason to like other people and if we don't find the reasons we don't connect right finding those similarities Absolutely. And this is what we've taught in sales always, right? Your whole thing about rapport building. Why do I want to know how many kids do you have? What school do they go to? What neighborhood do you live in? Because I'm trying to find some commonality with you, right? And I think today it's become so much easier to do that because you're on social platforms with people, right? You can see them on Twitter, you can see them on Instagram, you can... Uh, see them on LinkedIn. What did they post? What are they saying? We talk about that here at Vingresso. uh We call it the big fish on the wall. We're saying, how do you find that, you know, usually you meet people, you have that big painting or something they have behind them, and you use that to create a conversation. And I think in the digital world, you're doing that even more importantly to establish trust and credibility. What school did you go to? What you know, what course have you done? Who are the common connections you and I may have? And that's how we build relationships. And I think if you ask me, we were doing all of this before as well. I think, I think
0: by the way you were explaining it, it sounds like it is, it's got easier actually and more accessible. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just think
1: I told you how long ago I started To <laughs> so
0: First
1: build rapport with the security guard so that he would let us in then with the receptionist yeah. so she could get us on the calendar then the executive assistant and then actually meet with the person you actually wanted to meet there were at least four to five layers you'd go through before you actually even had a conversation today and I- I of a button I can speak to you on LinkedIn right that's how we've been connected for a while You know where I am, what I do, how many jobs I've changed, what I enjoy doing, what kind of posts I put out, who are the common connections between us, what companies I follow, what awards I may have got. You know everything just
0: by connected on LinkedIn. And how would you know this before? Absolutely. So I think it's easy. Selling is made easier now. Now that it's transformed to the digital space. Awesome awesome absolutely so uh so Priyanka, can you tell a little uh, little more about how to make it still easier because uh, yeah we love life which is convenient and easy, and we sorry absolutely. for that <laughs> so can you tell uh, some uh, of your uh, favorite tech or uh, tools that you use uh, to enable this uh, digital selling what are your recommendations
1: so um you know i always say this a fool with a tool is still a fool (laughs) (laughs) it's never about the tool it's about how well do you educate yourself or you know perfect the usage of the tool so even if you take the example of LinkedIn right everybody's talking about LinkedIn today we are all on LinkedIn we are connected I think it's a brilliant tool right Um, But I can still tell you globally, we work with so many corporates and people use only 20 to 30 percent of what the LinkedIn platform provides to you from a sales opportunity perspective. There is so much there. Um, So I think first thing is find out what works for you. And every business, this may be different. There will be some businesses who may say, oh, I don't have my prospect on LinkedIn. Fair. Where are they then? Ask yourself that question. Where are they? Because they will be somewhere. We've all been confined to working from home or now getting into more hybrid roles. We all love expression. We all love to consume content. These are two things that have become our reality, right? We are saying everybody is mobile-connected, video-hungry, socially- engaged. Uh, So where are they? What are they doing? And if wherever they are, if they are not on LinkedIn, then they they have to be somewhere. They'd be on Facebook. They'd be on Instagram. They'll be somewhere. Find out where they are and connect with them there then. But I think there are so many tools available from a sales technology stack today from tools like um, seamless ai which gives you contact information of everybody uh, you can find out email ids you can find out phone numbers and you can just reach out to them or uh, linkedin from engaging socially twitter following people getting into conversations with them and then there are so many other tools which today integrate with platforms like linkedin like linked hub or crystal nose where they can scan the profile of the person and even tell you what are the kind of messages you can use for outreach. Right? Awesome. So, That's
0: very smart. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I think I think I urge businesses to first think about their go-to-market strategy. Think about your customer's buying journey. Then think about where will you find this customer? At what points in your customer's buying journey are you going to engage with them? And where are they available at that point in time? Are they more attending events? Are they more consuming white papers? Do they like to do surveys? Do they like to consume video content? It can't be the other way around. I can't be using YouTube when my customer doesn't consume video content, right? So it cannot be an inside-out approach. It has to be an outside-in approach. First, plan what's your go-to-market strategy, have clarity of your customer demographic, figure out how does your customer make a buying decision, map their journey, and then say in that journey, what are the platforms I can engage with them? And then find that technology that works for you because every year they say there are 4,000 different apps and platforms launched to enable sales,
0: wow. just sales. Wow, that's massive.
1: So, yeah, it's it's like looking for a pin in a haystack. If you don't know
0: what the pin looks like, you're going to struggle, right? That's crazy. Uh, this brings me to one another uh, point that we were discussing earlier also, Priya, that, uh, Yes, these, so many tools are available, uh, but uh, putting a lens of a small business owner, they are still worried of uh, investing a lot in uh, these tech tools or uh, enabling and equipping their business uh, with uh, tech integration. So what are uh, your thoughts on it and what is your uh, advice to them?
1: So um, they say that, you know, uh, you have to add uh, some right. sugar to make it. So, I think investing in technology is becoming like that. Without you adding and investing into technology, you're not going to get the ROI of it. So um, you have to do some investments. But having said that, a lot of the apps today have a freemium model, right? They have a free option, which may be restricted. So even if you look at something like Zoom, 45 minutes is free. So I think most platforms today provide a free option. Some may require you to make that investment. And I think then you have to find ways to create those Wise choices, which is first start using the free option, see how the tool works for you, and then upgrade to the paid version, right? So, like you can do a lot of stuff on the free LinkedIn platform as well. But then you're going to use LinkedIn only for your outreach, you might as well have a premium account or you might as well buy a sales navigator license because it just makes life easier. But don't buy the Navigator license without knowing that LinkedIn is the platform you're going to use, right? So you you can pick and choose, but then you will invest, right? If you went to do client meetings, you would pay for travel to the customer. Technology is uh, all your conveyance bills for 2019 and take all that money and invest it in technology now
0: the the face of the vehicle has uh, changed now, but it remains the same. that uh, that uh, overhead or the expense head <laughs> remains the same. Yeah. instead of conveying expenses, it's technology, it's technology. Now. awesome that that's a, a good perspective to uh, put on that regard. So uh, taking a little uh, segue here, uh, Priya, uh, so on this podcast, we discuss a lot about how we can uh, equip and enable women. To, uh, succeed in sales so what are your thoughts on how they can uh, use this digital selling to their advantage as a business owner uh, of course we've discussed many points covering uh, all these aspects as well but uh, i feel uh, women traditionally have been very good and they excel at relationship selling so how they can strengthen their uh, positioning even more with this uh, digital selling aspect
1: so uh... Actually, if you think of it, all the things that were constraints for the reasons that women didn't get into sales have been removed now. Oh, I can't go country. Oh, I have to travel so much. I can't balance work and home. Uh, Oh, who's going to watch over my kids if I'm gone for two days? All those problems are solved, right? Now you're working from home. So um, you don't have to worry about your safety. Yeah, you don't have to worry about safety. You don't have to worry about dirty loose.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
1: So all the issues have been solved. So I think that is, this is more of a reason for women to now take on those sales roles if that was what was stopping them. Um, I've been in sales for over three decades now. And I have always said this very loudly that I think women are naturally better sellers And not because of their ability to influence, but because they naturally have stronger empathy skills. You know, we have this sensing skill and it comes with the programming of who we are. We generally sense when people are feeling good, bad, because that's how we've been set up. And in the market today, I think this is very important because there is so much disruption. People are going through so much of uncertainty and confusion. They are better attuned to listening to somebody who's more empathetic than trying to make just a sales pitch. And I think that's the first thing I always like to call out and say, come on, let's get that empathy out there, you know? Let's understand not why you should buy from me, but what's happening in your world. Help me understand what's happening in your world. What are you struggling with? What are your biggest challenges? And then working backwards to say, okay, is there a way I can help you? Um, The second thing that I have found has been a big strength for me. And this was just by chance that I figured it out because... When I got into sales, like I said, it was a default option. I never got trained in sales, right? So I would ask a lot of questions because I didn't know. And um, I remember one of my bosses said this to me and he said, you know, I'm surprised how many questions you can ask. And I asked him, I said, so what would it be better that I don't ask the questions? He said, no, no, go on. As long as you don't understand it, ask. and I, I realized it became my power that because I would ask questions, I would know more, I would understand better, which means I could give a better solution to the client than anybody else who would go in from, I know it all, pedestal, right? And it I think it came to me because... A lot of people in any case are better at explaining things to women because they don't credit you with the wisdom of knowing it. They don't think you're dumb for asking a question because you're just a woman. She'll ask. She doesn't know. She
0: doesn't know. (laughs) And it's their responsibility to enlighten you. (laughs) And I use it to my
1: advantage completely. Even when I know, I pretend I don't know. Okay, tell me. Come on. Why don't you tell me how do you do this? Because, and the thing is, and we say this in sales, right? If the customer themselves have told you the solution, there is better likelihood they're going to buy it. So why do I have to frame the solution? I will only frame the questions, let them frame the solution. I will only ask them, what are you missing? How does it work? What if this were to happen? What if this was available to you? And they they come up with the solution. And I'm like, okay, that's exactly what we offer, right? And so I think the other thing is that power of questioning. And I don't know it's a women thing, but at least I have seen a lot of the people that I work with, a lot of women I work with really do well in asking questions. Right. And it maybe it comes from the fact that we've grown up in an ecosystem where we were allowed to ask questions when our counterparts were busy trying to be the intelligent ones and not ask all the questions. So use it to your advantage. I use it to my advantage. I Everybody knows if I'm in the room, I will ask a lot of questions till I get to the bottom of it. And uh, I find it works well for me. So having empathy, asking questions, and the final one is the ability to laugh at yourself. And this is not a man or woman thing, but I think it's generally a sales thing. The fact that you know you're going to fail 80% of the time, you lighten up a little in life. <laughs> because you're going to fail 80% of the time. <laughs> any case. Yes, it's okay. Okay, it's why we target meet you. It's
0: okay. <laughs> Let's do it next time. Actually, <laughs> actually, that's the way to live, uh, like in sales or in businesses also, that you have to not, not be so serious, take life as it comes and celebrate your success, failures and efforts. So we very often uh, overlook the efforts put in, but celebrate for that as well. Always, always. And um, so, uh, yeah, lovely conversation, Priya, coming to the last bit uh, you and I both are in the Wiki Sales and VD Council. So, you are the uh, vice president for the National uh, Council. I am the sales straight based chairperson for Haryana. So, can you share a little bit about our agenda there and why, according to you, it is important for women to get into sales?
1: Yeah. So, I think Wiki is a great platform. I absolutely think that, you know, why haven't we done this before? Because, again, And I say this with a lot of pride, you know, Very for fairly long, we have tried to raise our voices because we wanted a seat on the table. Now we want to create our own table. And that's what it means for me. Uh, This is where we want to create our own table. We want to be able to shape the world and the ecosystem, which is more gender neutral. So this is not about feminism. This is not about women empowerment, but this is more about gender neutrality in businesses and specifically in sales and business development. So I think there are many things that we've never thought about those things from the lens of being women, because We came in as a late entrant into the sales and business development world, which was a typical man's world. It still is a boys club out there. And there are a few things that we can do differently. There are policies, there are, uh, you know, general uh, awareness, you know, that we can build where we can shape what our next few generations will go through as they come into those roles. And I think that's what we want to create at Wiki. We want to create a voice. We want to create a table. We want to create awareness, which says, let's appreciate people for the value they bring to the table and not for the gender they are defined by, or to that matter, religion or Um, race or any of those factors right so how do we how do we create that uh, in our in that's what we're going to be able to create
0: awesome that's perfectly said that uh, we are uh, not trying to get a seat at the table but creating a table for ourselves awesome Thanks for this lovely conversation, Priya. I'm sure the listeners will have so many takeaways from how to prepare for a digital uh, call and uh, what makes them best at selling, uh, So, especially for women. Uh, any last words, uh, Priya, before we conclude? No,
1: just that uh, let's keep doing what we do and do it even better uh, because uh, like they say, may the best man win, may the best women win as well. Really? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Cheers to that. And let's keep doing whatever little we can do to build more awareness and raise our voices to uh, get this to more and more people and more and more women. And I hope everybody succeeds at what they're aiming to get to. Awesome.
0: Thank you. Thanks for those words, Priya. And uh, you have a great day.
1: Yeah. Thank thank you, Roshni.
0: Thank you so much for tuning in today. It means a lot to me that you've taken out the time to spare to listen to this podcast episode. I hope I was able to provide some value to you and if you had some learnings from today's episode, do consider leaving us a 5-star review or a rating on Apple iTunes. It will mean the world to me and it will help me take this podcast to more and more people. And if you're planning to launch your podcast, you should definitely check out hubhopperstudio.com because that's the place my my podcast is hosted and I am super thrilled and happy with the features and customer support they provide. Hubhopper is India's leading podcast creation platform. It can be the perfect place from where you can share your voice to the entire world. So go check out the link in the show notes and I will see you next week.